0: Act Natural with John and Courtney is a lifestyle podcast exploring the entrepreneurial culture in a practical way. Tune in to hear these two millennials balance their six businesses, small town politics, nonprofit, and a new baby who refuses to sleep through the night. This is Act Natural with John and Courtney. Oh. back with Act Natural, and this is John and Courtney, and today we're going to talk about something we've been avoiding for a long time.
1: Procrastination.
0: Procrastination.
1: What is procrastination?
0: Well, a lot of people make the joke, I can tell you, but not right now. <laughs> I think we all know procrastination. It's the avoidance of doing a task that needs to be accomplished by a certain time. And just avoiding it and continuing to avoid it
1: I have been procrastinating for the past month not specifically on certain tasks but it has become a habit in me being stressed out and then getting on Facebook and it's been very difficult to be able to break that habit because so much of my life is on social media it's our job right and so we're designing for we're designing ad campaigns for the businesses that we supply. We're trying to run giveaway campaigns on Martin Coffee House in 1822. And so much of everything that we do is determined upon building a community online to engage with our message and the products that we're trying to serve. So anytime that I had a task that was difficult, I would just reach for my phone and get on Facebook. Been there. And then I would justify it by, well, you know... I'm engaging with my audience and you know we got a hundred likes on that post and you know now I just you know left a bunch of comments back on people who are asking us questions about coffee and then three hours later and I'm still not doing anything and then I'm starting to feel guilty and then oh I gotta get this film done really fast so I edit some on the film and then I in, like I come upon a really hard part on the film where I have to really focus on it and like oh, I don't want to do that right now so they grab on my phone again it just creates this habit and then when I get really stressed out like some maybe a problem went wrong downstairs. I grabbed my phone. I grabbed my phone and it just keeps on going. till the end of the day, I feel like crap because I didn't do what my list said. And I try to say, oh, but look, I, I did a lot on social media, but it doesn't amount to anything. And that has been my habit for the past month or so.
0: Right. I mean, okay. So I heard you saying you were reaching for your phone whenever you got to a hard part of the video. So it's almost like, a stress relief to just Well it's like this it's avoid like, something.
1: It's a difficult thing for me to focus because when I do focus everything becomes extremely clear. Basic, right? But all of the problems that we have with a coffee shop, with eighteen twenty two, with the marketing company, I now all of a sudden see everything and my response to that is to want to fix everything then that stresses me out even more it's impossible to fix all the small mistakes and it's difficult for me to cope with or really create a plan of action on how to solve the mistakes that are happening in real time because i don't know how to do that it's so much easier to do something that i know how to do which is market And so i default to that
0: and then that leads to facebook scrolling yeah that makes sense
1: So it really kind of formed this every time that there's any sort of required focus that I would, in in turn, distract myself with, well, procrastination. So procrastination for me is obviously the distraction from, like, what I have to do.
0: But do you think that you can procrastinate in a productive way?
1: As, like, a stress relief?
0: Or, I don't know, just, for example, I have to clean the house or I have to get this... You know, place organized and so I'm going to start with the dishes because that is like comfortable and I can do that without thinking instead of you know deep cleaning the bathroom or I'm not saying that I, I do deep clean the bathroom but I'll say I'll pick the dishes over the bathroom See, I think that's or sad. like deep organizing something and then I get tired after I do the dishes because I just washed all those dishes right. and so now it's like well, um, I kind of pause, or I stop, or I work on something else that's easy. Yeah. And in the meantime, I am procrastinating off of my whole goal, which that day was to, you know, like organize the attic or something. So I procrastinated, but I was also productive.
1: How do you like? How do you feel about that? I think like the biggest thing for me is that there's so many big tasks to do, and avoiding them only make them harder to do. Like for instance, like I I do love film. I love editing film, I love filming it, I love the whole production part of it. But there it requires complete focus. Yeah, it does. I cannot do anything else that day if I'm going to do a film and I can complete a film very quickly if I have the time to give to it and it's been a very Difficult challenge having multiple businesses that require absolute attention, mm-hmm. or rather one business, which is really Fernway Fox and Fox Weddings. I guess that's two, but you know there's a lot of media design and production stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That requires 100%. And then something like Martin Covey House, like maybe they'll have a small issue, like hey, the ice maker is not, like not doing what it should, or hey, I can't get this um, like espresso grinder to calibrate. Like we've, we recently replaced a lot of equipment. Well, with that's a huge learning curve and little bitty just flukes that happen that you just have to mess with it that happens 24 7 so how am i supposed to focus on a film when i have all these little distractions like little mosquitoes just buzzing around me all the time Mm. i don't want to deal with it i struggle with giving all of my mind to one thing and i i want to but I'm tired of not being able to get into the groove of something. You know, you've ever worked on a project. Oh yeah. Everything just clicks, right? Mm -hmm. You are one with the project. Mm -hmm. I love that feeling. You know, you can look at a film, you're editing it, you're editing that film, and you just, you know what the next shot's gonna be. You know how to match the music and and the cues and everything. But oftentimes I'm not able to achieve that because of a lack of focus, because I have a very distracted life. And the easiest thing to do is just get on Facebook, you know? It just, it just sucks all of the energy out. That makes sense. It just makes, like, this numbing effect over your whole mind that I'm doing something, I'm looking at these profiles, it's so dumb. Like, I wish I could operate without social media because of the effect that it has on me. And I just recently noticed it.
0: I know, you have this tally system.
1: Yeah, I started writing down every time I reached for my phone. I would challenge you to do that every single time that you reach for your phone, write number one, or whatever, a little mark on a piece of paper, and then try to stay off your phone for an hour, you will be disgusted on how much you reach for your phone. It will be like, I have a problem, and I did. I'm not saying that I'm over it. I mean, I still instinctively, any sort of pause. Isn't that
0: sad? Mm-hmm. Any pause. Well, I've been trying a lot more with like Hands Free Tennessee, um, and I've been talking with a lot of people not a lot a couple best friend mom family whatever um about adapting to this because you don't want to get pulled over and then they're gonna check you know whatever license oh, registration so all like that it, stuff. okay i know
1: what you're talking about and
0: so i would have you know a stoplight or something and it's like okay we'll I'll reach your phone and now i'm like no don't and i find myself trying to do that a lot um and it's it's an adjustment but uh it's been easier to just put that phone in the back pocket or not back pocket in the back seat. And then, so you've, but I will still like reach. I still find myself like, okay. Oh, no. Nope, okay. Like, nope. mint-
1: isn't it crazy?
0: Especially because I like to make calls whenever I'm in the car. So it's like, okay, well I'm going to go to Walmart. This is a very predict predictable trip. I'm going to go to Walmart. I'm going to park the car. I'm going to get out. I'm going to get the groceries. I'm going to buy the groceries. I'm going to get back in the car. So there's a the window there where I can like catch up with a friend or something. And, is it uh, that or
1: you just don't want the silence? You don't want to be alone with yourself.
0: Oh, it just depends. Um, if it is in the window of... Um, if it's in the window that NPR has music on, they have really, really great, like, two hours in the middle of the day yeah. where it's, like, the best, like, indie rock music, and that's all I want. So I'll just, like, listen to that and maybe even stay in the car for a minute to finish a song or an interview of an artist but other times it's just like, you know, I miss my sister. I miss my friend. I wonder how my brother's doing. I wonder, you know, I need to call back this person. And so that's a very predictable trip, especially if I don't have Henry with me. If I have Henry with me, it's out the window. Can't Complete get anything chaos. done. He's crying the whole time in the car seat. Um, but if it's like time for myself, it's like, okay. I can like... Well, why don't you want to be by yourself? Well, I, I, I can. I do. Um,
1: well, I think for like that's very interesting to me because I feel like a lot of times it's very hard for people to be by themselves, like really alone with themselves, not, not around company because a lot of times we'll have... A moment to ourselves in a car, or we'll be sitting at a stoplight, or we'll be at the house, or maybe we're just, no one's around, and we constantly are trying to distract ourselves because we cannot stand to be alone with our thoughts. It drives us mad.
0: I will say I really enjoy, like, playing music on my phone or having a show going on, like, like Friends or The Office or Gilmore Girls going on in the background, um, or if I want something more productive, if I want to be more like active, cause I can do those things and be passive. Sure. But if I want to be more active, I'll put on like a podcast or Ted talk a TED Talk or like an audiobook or something. And that's, that's requiring my attention. Do you think
1: like, f- here's what I think. Okay. I think procrastination for me, procrastination is fear of being alone with yourself. I feel like that is the greatest motivator for what makes I think that is what sets up procrastination in our lives. And because to be alone, not distracted, thinking about your own thoughts, like analyzing them and, and figuring out why you feel certain ways and you know, really evaluating where you're at in life and where you wanna be in life and the, the failures and the successes that you've had, that is a very scary thing. And a lot of people will procrastinate and distract themselves from being alone with themselves because it is a very hard thing to ask Am I happy? Am I doing okay? Do I need help right now? Am I satisfied with the workflow in my life? Is my work fulfilling? Why do I feel constantly sad at the end of every single day? Yeah, why is that? You know, I think it's we're so distracted that we're never gonna find out.
0: I mean, that could be a big part of it on like a. A deeper level for some people. I think another just lighter side is not wanting to do the work. I do not want to figure out the organizational system for that spare bedroom. I do not want to figure it out. It's too much and there's too many things in too small of a space. And, yeah, I'm probably going to have to do it by myself. And that's not going to be fun.
1: Yeah. I mean I get that. There's obviously all kinds of things in life that are like perceived to be too hard or you know the amount of work that it's gonna take to do them and it's so demotivating to see that. Whether you don't have help or or you do and you just don't wanna jump into it. But I don't know, I mean I I still think it all stems from I think it's still all I think it always stems from something deeper. And I feel like if we all like knew our own strengths and weaknesses like we knew how to ask for help like we knew um, how to be alone with ourselves so we would not struggle with so much procrastination for instance like for me like that room being organized um, yeah it, do you really think that it's only surface level that it's like I just don't know how to do this and I wish that I knew how to organize or I wish that I loved organizing therefore I'm just not going to think about it I'm just going to do something that I know how to do and it's just never going to get done that weighs on me I physically feel things that are out of place and I feel them in the shop and I feel them in every single business that we have and that pressure is very high and then I think how after being two years into the coffee industry after running businesses for the past whatever long why am I still dealing with this level of disorganization and I want I want to give us uh, some credit number one um, our staff is growing. We have they over are. we have over 20 employees. Uh, we have nine businesses. We have a nonprofit. We have figured some things out. We know how. There's a lot of people who have um, a family-owned business that cannot leave. Yes. And they're f-
0: strapped to it.
1: They're done. They cannot find help. They've not learned how to find help,
0: or they haven't learned how to create an automated system in which to teach someone how to do that task.
1: Exactly, which is exactly where the structure that you learned for teaching and your, your heart towards teaching gave us enormous amounts of success because you knew how to design a program. You knew how to speak to people where they were at in a non-condescending way to build them up, to motivate them to do work. That is so valuable and a lot of businesses don't. And, and we have that and we've done that, but I still feel embarrassed That we have these little bitty issues. I know. Why, after all this time, am I still dealing with this? And I just don't want to deal with that. And that puts me in a procrastination bubble. Mm -hmm. And then it makes me procrastinate on everything else. Because I don't want to deal with the root problem that I have not built a system that can truly be automated yet. Right, and coming to terms with that it's a deep issue with me it's an embarrassment that I have not facing that embarrassment of not doing that that's what makes me procrastinate on every little bitty thing all the way down to not waking up at 5.30 instead waking up at 6 mm-hmm. Right, hitting that alarm clock mm-hmm. f- you're going to start I start my day I should start my day alarm clock hits stand up out of bed mm-hmm. just no procrastination the moment that and every single time that I decide I'm gonna lay there for like five seconds past that alarm, I always stay another hour in bed.
0: Mhm. It's the best. You're never more comfortable yeah. than, right when you wake you just, up in the morning. You just
1: weigh so much more, right? Just, like, why do you weigh so? Like, you just. I think
0: it's amazing that you struggle so hard. It's the most uncomfortable bed in the world. It's like I'd rather sleep on the floor. And at nighttime, but then in the morning time. When you have something to do. That is just, that is just the most comfortable bed. My quilt is like a, my quilt transfers into some super soft, luxurious. Cocoon. Cocoon. And it's just where I want
1: to be. Do you think something chemically happens with us when we deny work?
0: Something physically happens.
1: You know, there's nothing, and I remember feeling that, like I love canceling plans. I love when we have something that we're obligated to do with somebody else. I'm gonna be honest. Like we have like dinner plans with somebody else that we don't really wanna have dinner with, or we have like some type of event that we have to go to, and we just cancel it. In the same feeling is the same feeling that I have when I hit that alarm or I turn my alarm clock off.
0: John Mulaney talks about that. He said that is the greatest thing that adults can do. Whenever um, like you do nothing. Like someone asks you over the weekend. Oh, what'd you do over the weekend? And then their eyes light up. I I did nothing. I did nothing. And then canceling plans is just like a wave of relief. And uh, I don't know. I was just watching some yeah. John Mulaney on, Like,
1: Don't you feel you like know, that like, same amount of emotion, the same of like that feeling. I relate those to canceled plans and then did like not doing it. And then I feel guilt. Well, like going to fast food, right? You're really craving that like sugar and that Coke and like you want that. And then you eat it. Feel great and then boom falls all the way back down. I
0: feel feel like, terrible. Feel like
1: crap. That's what procrastination feels like
0: for me. For me, it feels bad from the beginning because I know I dread. It's part of the worry wart in me. I'm such a warrior Warrior, not warrior. I'm a, You're well, that too. I'm a warrior too. But I'm such a warrior that I uh, I know immediately this is a I'm I'm digging a hole for myself by by blowing this off or by waiting on this. But um, I'm still gonna do it, and then I, I still feel guilty. Like I'm just, I'm just hit with like a dump truck of guilt whenever I procrastinate on something, and then slowly, the dump truck seems to fade into the distance, little by little, and his. Beep gets a little bit quieter. Beep, beep.
1: Oh, goodness.
0: (laughs) And then suddenly I feel better. You just put on some, you know, office and forget about it. It's a distraction. Yeah. It's
1: always a distraction.
0: I I have to put on an additional distraction to make me feel better and to distract me from the procrastinating that I did. Procrastination
1: of the procrastination.
0: Well, yeah, because I don't want to deal with the procrastinating that I just did. It's going to make me feel even worse, and then I'm going to feel like a failure, oh, and then I'm going to not know how to take care of myself, and oh, I'm just going to stay in bed because I don't even deserve, you know, it just hits you like a load of bricks. I don't know if everyone else deals it's heavy with that kind of, like, um... A failure complex or like guilt guilt complex. You
1: think guilt? I don't think failures. Right it's way.
0: a guilt complex. I just it just hits me like you so do bad. You like, feel guilty. Like even like today. About so like
1: everything. Like we you went to get we went to get barbecue today, and and we brought it home and they didn't have any like hot sauce in there. And then you just kept on apologizing. And I was saying it's no big deal. Like, they didn't put it in there. It's not your fault. But you're feeling some guilt. I feel guilt. And then you went to go get the hot sauce. And that was awesome. Like, you didn't have to, but you I did. I drove
0: all the way back, and I got it.
1: And then you came back, and then we all had it. And it was okay, but it wasn't really hot. And then you felt guilty again. Well, like, you
0: said, you tried it, and you were like, oh, it's not hot. And then I just felt like, not your
1: responsibility. I can't make
0: anyone happy. That's how I felt.
1: I mean, I appreciate, like, the heart that you have for it. But do you think it's your responsibility to get hot sauce and make sure that that sauce is made properly? It may
0: not be my responsibility, but it is in my nature. It is in the very bones of my being to make everyone happy and to... Avoid any conflict by any means. And that is to the far extent of accepting responsibility for everyone's happiness.
1: Goodness. So if
0: someone is unhappy in my presence or in my house or whenever I went to go get the meal or the meal was my idea.
1: It was your idea. Then
0: I need to make sure that everyone has a great time. Gosh. And if you don't have a great time, it's on me. I should have chosen something
1: else. How in the world? Let me say, I love that about you.
0: No, I thought you were going to say, let me say, psycho.
1: No, it's what drew me to you. Your caring and your joy It's the reason why people love being around you. But let me say, how do you even freaking live with that? I do not give a crap what anyone thinks about me. I don't give a crap that they don't like what I have and what I say. I mean, I don't, like, I am, I am my own person and I'm living my life. If you don't like it, then get out of the freaking way. you don't move out of the way, I'm going to bulldoze you over, right? Now, that's personally, that's how I feel. Right. My service and my restaurant and what we do is so heavy beyond people abiding by standards. And it's the same concept. If you can abide by these standards, if you can't do that, get out of the way.
0: Well, that's why it's so personal to me whenever something goes wrong in the coffee shop. Because not only on a business level am I failing them, but I'm failing them on a personal level. And I feel personal guilt that they, like, so stupid, right? They reached for a straw and we were out.
1: Okay, I feel that guilt.
0: They reached for a straw and we were out. Okay, I get it. Our customers, like, we've had a whole lot today. Like, we had extra yeah. customers, so the straws ran out faster.
1: Let me tell you an example of but how I felt. I
0: just felt like... That's just one thing that is taking away from the illusion of, like, a great experience. Oh, I, I agree so with that. suddenly they were reaching for something, and then there was they were hit with disappointment. So Wait, today, let me no give you an example
1: of, of, of me relating to that. So today, in the shop, it's a Saturday. Saturdays are massive for us. Most people go to the farmer's market downtown. They walk over to our shop. We're packed out all the time. Uh, there's this new couple that came in. Um, he they seemed like they were having a good experience and then they came to the register and they asked for some biscotti and we don't have biscottis yet and the staff was like no we don't have biscotti and he's like oh you should really get some and my immediate reaction was you didn't spend half a million dollars on this you didn't like struggle through everything you're gonna sum up your whole experience to not having one item when we have hundreds and then immediately after that I felt guilt for not having the one thing that that guy wanted. I want that space to be so fulfilling and having that. And then they came back up to the register and they asked for a menu for Lindell Street Bakery, so our bakery.
0: And we're out of and those menus right now. Yes, we are. Oh my God, we let them down. <laughs>
1: and we have lots of Martin Coffeehouse menus, but we didn't have Lindell Street Bakery menus.
0: Oh my God. And so
1: these guys were told no, twice. Twice. Do you have biscotti? No. Which one? Our staff should never say no.
0: Yeah, we should always say... We should always
1: be accommodating. We have this. We
0: have a fresh-baked croissant, but we do not have biscotti. Yeah. I'm so sorry so we'll
1: one look to get that. So one major mistake with the language that was used to the customer... I have
0: tried to go over this.
1: And then guess what? She said no again with the not having a menu, not saying, I will go get one. It's online. So I feel like there was so many mistakes. I know. I can see your face right now being so upset.
0: I'm, like, I, shaking so angry. So
1: I feel that amount of thing because my name is on that, corner. The thing
0: is, is like, I want people to have such a good, that is not going to ruin the business for them. I didn't get sauce with my barbecue sandwiches today. I'm still going to go back to that establishment I think because less they're of it, awesome. But yeah, like there's a little like tick against them.
1: Absolutely. You know,
0: and how many ticks does it take before you stop going somewhere? I don't know. That's different for everyone. That's different for every business and every circumstance.
1: I'll give you one more. And I don't want to talk. I
0: don't want any ticks against me.
1: No, I, I get that. I want the, it's the, it's the embarrassment thing. Courtney, somewhere along the line in in two year and a half, two years of operating the business, I do not have a training program where staff does not know to never tell a customer the word no.
0: We have gone over that so many times. And
1: then it's like... I went
0: over it in the last staff meeting. Right? I went over it in the last staff meeting. Yeah, but
1: they don't listen. And I'm not getting right now on, we can talk
0: about it after. And, and
1: that's on and that's on us, right? So, that negative energy It is on me. Absolutely. Even
0: after I've gone over it, it's on me. And
1: that is your responsibility. But your responsibility for making the people in your household happy for the hot sauce not being that hot is not your responsibility. That's 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 amazing to live with that. But and you that understand. Discomfort. I do, you, do you
0: understand? Like,
1: Listen, I, I, you're taking it so personal. Everything. It's
0: always been that way.
1: I take the business personal.
0: I would feel, and I guess it started from, from growing up. So I would have a, my, my parents would have a guest over at our house. I'm not even the head of the household and something would, we wouldn't have something or dinner wouldn't be good or whatever it was. And I would feel like Per, like
1: a, feel a, a that tick
0: against my family or wow. something. You know what I mean?
1: Wow. Yeah. So this is this has been in you this whole time. Yes. This is the fiber. You already said it. This is in my bones. This is
0: in my bones. I want oh. everyone to have a good time, all the time. Uh,
1: does that lead time? to so much like unhappiness though? Mm-hmm. Like because people suck. They are well, not happy at all. No matter how much you do, or, they're always disappointed.
0: Or think about this. You know people tend to associate positive things with me because I'm always trying so hard to make sure that everyone's happy. And so at this stage in my life, it has not paid off and I'm not done. No,
1: it it has.
0: But it has like it's led to them associating that with me. And so now it's like, oh it's Courtney or it's Courtney's house, or like Courtney made it. It's like
1: hopefully it's like,
0: okay, well good thoughts go with that because I've, like, made that my responsibility.
1: I just, I don't know how to, how. I don't know. I think
0: a lot of people are this way. Well, I don't think I'm the people only one like I
1: mean, this is like a big title, people pleasers. Okay,
0: people pleaser, It's it's different than people pleasing because I'm not a perfectionist, and yes, I want everyone to be happy, but I'm not going to go out of my way all the time to, like, look for ways to please you. You know, I'm just going to... If something has my name on it, I need it to be perfect, but I'm not a perfectionist.
1: I I don't understand what you're saying.
0: (laughs) I might be be, uh, in denial.
1: I can relate when my name's on a business. It must operate at a certain standard. But personally, if you don't like me, I don't care. I do not care. And there's a lot of people that don't like us. Well, they don't like me. Uh, you're very well loved.
0: Everyone likes me. I know. And honestly,
1: but you need them to like you as well. I'm just
0: kidding. It's like, do you like me, please? Okay, thank you, please. Bye. Please, thank you.
1: I just couldn't live with that. <clears throat> I couldn't do it. It was
0: difficult being a teacher because it was like, my first priority is not them liking me. My first priority is being a fair educator. Yeah. And... That was, that was a challenge sometimes because it'd be like, you know, you're a cool kid. You know, I'd like you, but you are acting out, and I've got to call you out on that. And I know that I'm going to get a, a tick in your cool teacher book.
1: Oh, man, I didn't think about because your main responsibility was to give them a, a honest and fair education. Yeah. And why would they like the teacher that is actually being fair to them and not just passing them along? Yeah. They're not really their friend. They're really helping shape them. It's um, a very painful process to shape another mind.
0: Well, it, it, there's lots of levels of teaching. And one, it's let's get to the material first, right? Academics, there's a standard there, and I'm not going to waver on that. Sure. You either know the information or you don't. And sometimes kids were surprised. They'd be like, man, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. And they, um, they didn't do as well. And they would look at me like, two... Uh, personality-wise, I would think, like, hey, you know, like, she seemed fun. Why am I getting a bad grade? And that's because...
1: I hate that association.
0: Well, it's because there's a, there's a standard in your performance, and that is helpful to me when there's these black-and-white rules. Like, But there's not black-and-white rules in society and so it's more difficult. Yeah. It's easier working in the model of education. I just
1: really enjoy calling people out. See, I really enjoy when there is mis when there is a miscommunication and settling it immediately. I do not run away from confrontation. I squash it.
0: It's easy. It was easier for me to call out students because I'm older than them and they have to listen to me. But it is more of a challenge to call out our staff and our employees, because I want to, I mean, I, I called out students in a respectful, if not funny way, okay. you know, and if it was a more sensitive kid, it was never in front of the class. Um, but if it was, you know, a kid that I, sometimes like the class clown, they're looking for the attention. They, they want to be, you know, like Agged yeah. on or whatever. So you just, you know, everyone take a minute Look at, you know, Nisario here, you know, or whatever. It's like, go ahead and give him your 30 seconds of attention because everyone, he's, that's what he wants. Yeah. You know, like, let's. Are we done? Can we can we move on with grammar? You know, man. and so he got his little minute of attention, but he also kind of got a little embarrassed there. At least he should have. But with
1: there's no shame though, man.
0: Well, some of them had it, but with your staff, you want to be very respectful. I never want to be thought of as like an unfair boss or like like a, a bad boss. Yeah, and so I have to be so much more careful because they're. Their peers. I mean, I'm older, but they're they're still they're adults, and I think you're due a certain amount of respect as an adult. Whereas, it's not that children don't deserve respect.
1: Is that what you're saying? Children deserve respect. It's not
0: what I'm saying. I promise. Are they
1: less of a human being I because of that? I promise, I'm an
0: advocate for the children.
1: Children's rights for votes.
0: <sighs> it's just that I you got to put the kids in their place. Sometimes they can't run the show. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, Nazario. Like, we're gonna move on with her or
1: lives. Bobby. Or Jan.
0: Yeah, I'm just calling Jane. out my favorite student. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know, man. It, it's been difficult. I, I this. had this
0: one kid, Jake. I'm sorry. Uh, We're t- No,
1: that's... <laughs> you know, we should do a teacher series. <laughs> he was all series. like, Miss
0: Sellers, Miss Sellers. And he'd be like, what are those? And he would talk oh. about my shoes. And I'm like, isn't that from some sort it's of YouTube J- thing? It's a Jake Paul thing. Oh, my God. They had the same name. And I was just like... I'm in the middle of teaching and he uh, raises his hand those... and I'm like, uh, uh-huh. 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 <laughs> what, what is it? And he's like, what are those? And I'm like, you're, the, you are being the worst right now. Yeah. You are literally the worst. Man,
1: I wish that you could discipline them.
0: <laughs> I totally discipline. What? No, they have paddling and it was really? on my, yeah. They still have paddling in schools? Yes.
1: No. It was
0: on my teacher bucket list to paddle.
1: You, c- you could paddle in schools. You yes. could take them aside and hit them with a wooden stick. It's like a bat. You could hit
0: them. It's a cricket bat. Really? hmm Wow. Yeah, if you don't want your kid to get paddled, the parent has to sign a waiver.
1: Okay. A little off topic. Our kids go into public school, right? Or what, yeah, or Christian, our kid's going
0: to go to public school. Okay, so
1: are, will you allow them to... Should we not talk about that? Should I so, allow them to paddle?
0: what I think is if my kid is being terrible enough to need a paddling, call me be, up. I'll come up there and I'll paddle him myself. you Because...
1: So you're going to paddle your kid?
0: I would... <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll paddle my kids.
1: Spare the rod.
0: I I was never paddled. I had a wooden really? spoon.
1: Oh, buddy, I was I was I was disciplined.
0: I well, my parents loved me.
1: Oh, there you go. <laughs> Maybe that's why I have such a loving heart. I guess. Uh,
0: I had the wooden spoon, and I had like the hand.
1: There was an assortment of things for us, but we're not going to get into. We'll procrastinate on that.
0: <laughs> my my parents would say, "Go get it, go go get the wooden spoon." Oh yeah, and I'm like, "Can't find it." Oh, I two more licks. I think you better find it here in the next thirty seconds. Did get, I found it. Do
1: they ever give you like extra paddles oh, or yes. switches if you didn't find it? Yes. Did Did you ever try to like pad uh, yourself to brace for impact before? My brother
0: did that and he got extra, so extra. I didn't do it.
1: Yeah, I tried that one time.
0: If And he was stupid. He would put his hands up there. It's going to hurt your hands more than it's going to hurt your hands. I could
1: not stay still. I just, I kept on moving. And if I moved, I got more. And I just, I couldn't stop. I just, it was rough. Um, But, you know, Germans. What? I'm sorry. (laughs) I kind of want to just weave in more German stuff every podcast that we do kind of make it more but we're talking about procrastination Courtney we're procrastinating we're from procrastinating this conversation because this is difficult I want to I want to focus on it because one to kind of sum up where, where I am at right now in my life okay I for one week was like I will not get on Facebook I will write down every time I reach for it I will end this habitual terribleness of my life of procrastination it lasted for about a week in the last two days I have woken up uh it's still before 7, but I've not gotten... I got to work at 7. Like, I should have been up at 5 freaking 30. Five thirty. And um, it's because we're. I'm dealing with this new structure, and mm-hmm. it's very hard and stressful, and we're reorganizing our, our workforce again. And I, I feel, like, weak when I procrastinate. Yeah. You know? I feel like I'm not... Like, I have chosen the weaker path mm. um, to do that. I feel so... Strong and more of a leader when I wake up at 530 and I make my bed and I, and I like get dressed and walk out of that house and I feel like I have already won this day Wow, you know, yeah, and then when it's especially on Saturdays or when it's raining outside And I and I go to work. I'm like everyone else is sleeping right now But I'm here putting in the hours that it takes to be successful Boom. And every time I feel so I feel like I'm on a high but Every time that I don't, you know, it feels like crap.
0: Are there any long-term things you've been procrastinating or, or waiting from from doing?
1: Courtney, I'm. Yes, it, it's. Do that, I want to hear? Him? No. So
0: I think. Can a, you pick a different long-term thing then?
1: It's a scare. I think sometimes. I will procrastinate because there's some apprehension or fear of a certain lifestyle. And specifically like getting a house and having the like car all the way fixed and having that life where it's the American dream, right? So whenever we do like buy our house and we have like our car and we have our little family and we get a German Shepherd and you know, we have I'm still getting a German Shepherd and, and we have that then it will be me accepting that I now have to operate at that level and to operate at that level means that all businesses must be automated in my mind and so much has to happen and that's that's scary for me you know there's there's almost like a comfortableness operating in the chaos you know Mm -hmm. because there's so much going on that it's almost easier to not look at things for what they are and instead embrace the chaos and at least before this year started, this year has been really great for me, growing wise, because I've I've refused chaos, I've said no more businesses, I've I've focused on all of our accounting is, is extremely detailed in order, all of our cost analysis, evaluation of where we stand on everything. That's been a very scary thing, but I mean profitability has been so much more because of that. But before the start of this year, you know, I would purposely create more chaos to, to feel comfortable because I feel comfortable in chaos. It's the reason why I love Nepal so much. I love living there. I love like the road systems and the complete madness of, of traffic and just the busyness of people. This is so much chaos. And it's so easy to focus on the chaos instead of one thing at a time because you're forced with the reality of the inefficiencies of an individual item when you look at it with no other things distracting you. And procrastination for me is, um, well, I guess it's just time off from reality, right? I guess it is what for everybody. What's something to you, man? Like, what's something that you have been procrastinating on? I mean, not necessarily inside the house, but what's something big?
0: Long-term procrastinating on getting physically active again.
1: Okay, that's cool.
0: Yeah. I crave it all the time.
1: I mean, I knew that you've talked about it, but I
0: really crave it and I really want to be in like a class where I can push myself with like other people so that there's just like a little bit of competitiveness, but there's not necessarily a winner. <laughs> But it's just... so weird to me. I could just push myself with other people. It's like, oh, she can keep going, then I can keep going. But if it's just me by myself, I'm like, meh. Don't you think
1: that's like a cop-out of truly overcoming your procrastination with having to be in a class structure?
0: I think that it's just a baby step, whatever gets me there. So maybe later I can focus on, like, solo exercising, but I think that it'd be great to just start somewhere. Yeah. So, that's something that I've been wanting to do, it's more difficult, I'm telling myself it's more difficult, because now I have Henry, Well, it it
1: is, baby, I mean, that's... I
0: know, but that's just an excuse.
1: That's very true. And I really like that you said that.
0: It's just an excuse because I could say.
1: And do you want to use your son as an excuse? I don't
0: want to use my son as an excuse. I could easily say, hey, friend, or hey, husband, or hey, family member, I need you to watch Henry on this day, this day, and this day for this hour so that I can go to yoga or so that I can go running or so that I can go kick stuff.
1: Do you think that it? I got
0: a good high kick.
1: You do, baby. Do you think that people use their kids as an excuse for procrastination?
0: Well, yeah. Do I mean, do you think that's
1: damaging to the relationship that they have with their kids? I don't do know that? that
0: it's damaging with their kids. They should probably—it's probably damaging to themselves.
1: My little procrastinator, just named your kid
0: procrastinator.
1: I've always been very upset at people who have told me to stay at home more, volunteering information, like volunteering this advice to me. Uh, trying to make me feel guilty for having businesses and saying, you know, you should really slow down and spend more time with your kids. And I think
0: plenty of time. Yeah. I'm here.
1: Okay. Too much time.
0: No, I'm just saying, like, (laughs) I'm insecure about it. People don't understand. Like you'll come home in the middle of the day. You'll bring me a coffee or you'll, um, you know, like, We'll go get lunch together, or I'll come and I'll say um, I'm coming to the shop. Can you watch Henry? And I'm gonna go do grocery shopping or whatever it is. All these domestic things. Isn't Um, it great? So normal. It's so normal, and so we see each other all the time.
1: Yeah, but I think that people are just projecting onto me.
0: Well, they think it's like a traditional like office. Like you probably have like a cubicle, and like you don't come out.
1: I just really uh, am offended by it. you know, Well,
0: I think that it just comes from a place of not understanding. I think
1: it comes from a place of insecurity. But I'm, I'm trying to convey... You're a little prickly, the, babe. Well, you know, I've, I've been made that because people have been poking me, okay, with some things. It's been sticking in there, and I'm prickly from all the pokes I've been getting, okay, baby? It's
0: adorable.
1: But, um, you know, I try to let it roll off my back. I get it from venting. I mean, this is more therapy with me and you. I can talk about it but to sum it all up procrastination is a, a very serious thing and i think it's due to stress and i think our reaction to stress is to hide from it and hiding from that leads to to feeling guilty and having a guilty complex and you get more to the hole for that um of the way that I get out of procrastination is it's in, inside of that first five seconds mm-hmm. and it is standing up out of bed directly, like directly, like immediately when that alarm hits. It is when I reach for my phone that I'm aware of it and I write a little markdown and I get right back to work.
0: Yeah, And
1: I have gotten more done in the past week of not procrastinating than I honestly have gotten done in a month.
0: I love classes, I love routines. I I hate at, them. Because I was good at Because I hated. was good at school. I hated
1: school. School,
0: school, God, school. I,
1: I just I did not thrive in that environment. Give like me instructions, every give me time a challenge. Every time that there's like a structure that give me an
0: amount of time to work on it, an objective you man, just, you just I am love that. cookie cutter education. I'm not saying it's the best. I'm just saying I am a product of the American Educational System system. Oh and
1: It's not necessarily good. It's
0: not. But the greatest learning I ever did uh, actually was whenever I was a missionary kid in um, central Mexico, Pueblo, Mexico, in our south of Mexico City. And I was in a missionary school. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it was um, first grade through 12th grade. And they put two grades together in one classroom. Because it's like a small school. Mm. Like small, small, small. Used to be a photography studio, actually. Really? Yeah, really cool. That's cool. And um, so anyway, best education I ever got. It was third and fourth grader together. We had a class of 13, and we were in Mrs. Glad's class. Mm -hmm. And um, she was just incredible. I was in third grade. And she just... Was amazing, and she just did not stop. She just, she just pushed us, and we learned everything from like Nathan Hale and like the American Revolution, and like we did these these imagination exercises where we were like colonists versus the um, the British. Which I understand that the colonists were technically British, but we made ourselves have different accents. I
1: love. You know, that. they were
0: all probably talking with British accents at that time, but.
1: So she was really structured.
0: Yeah, well, she was structured, but it was so like you would learn something without even know you were learning it. She was so intertwined. Like she had, we had um, golden nuggets um, because the entire year the theme was the Wild Wild West, and so we had golden nuggets for behavior. Oh, all right. Ah. Some nuggets. And you started off with five nuggets. And then you could lose your five nuggets by the end of the week. This is so cute, isn't it? Yeah. So if you make it to Friday, you get five nuggets. And then she would convert those into dollars. Okay. She
1: would pay you to be a good student.
0: No, they were fake dollars, but we we, we had our own um, checking books that were in like these big like folders, and this we would is, have to balance our checkbooks with our golden nuggets. Oh, and then I like that. We would take that money, and she had prizes outside and they were different amounts and like different treasure chests and you would go out there one by one and you get to pick out a prize huh. with your golden nuggets and then you come back in and you balance your checkbook and be like well that was worth you know 15.
1: so you had to convert it
0: yeah well that was worth 15 pesos wow. so i'm going to come in and then subtract it like 15 pesos
1: so my experience with a system like that mm-hmm. was i would take my sister's toys and hide them and then i would sell them back to them with their allowance
0: so not golden nuggets.
1: No nuggets, just capitalism, and thievery.
0: But I got, <laughs> I got to learn about the wild west.
1: That's awesome.
0: So it, <laughs> I'm just saying it was like, I'm just saying it was the greatest education Ooh, I God. ever got. It was not in an American school system. It was taught by an American. I,
1: I enjoy more like the Montessori style of education.
0: Honestly, my sister had more of the Montessori style at that time. Um, because she was, she was a bit younger.
1: I never thrived. I never thrived in school. I I always struggled with structure. If
0: you, I hated
1: being told what to do.
0: If you give me goals or if you tell me like, I need to accomplish this by this time before I can accomplish that, it is the most motivating thing for me.
1: See, I just, I don't
0: want to get left behind. Like
1: I'll be like, oh, so you gotta be. So that what motivates you? You Don't be left behind. I
0: don't want to be left behind, and it's like a mastery of knowledge, like. I really And then enjoy you know
1: that. when you've mastered it because you have a test.
0: Exactly. I
1: just throw all of that out the window and be like, I don't like this system. I'm going to design my own system.
0: No. And God, then I'm just no. going to do
1: this. It's the same thing with business. Well, it's I like know. there's a lot of structures that are here. I'm that not going to be
0: on your team. I'm going to create my own team. It's not about,
1: t- you know what? It kind of is like that. It is. You know what like it is? That. It is like that <laughs> because I think that a lot of these teams that exist are not doing the right thing, and I, I think that they're being led by the wrong people, and I feel like they're just not being accomplishing what I think that they could accomplish. And then when I joined the team, which I do, Courtney Grace, I give it a shot. Don't you give me that credit there. I'm
0: giving you credit. So
1: I join the team. I try to influence the team. I try to like propose the ideas and I keep on getting this tape, this this little red tape. Every time I try to move throughout a structure that already exists, there's all these little rules and procedures and they make no sense whatsoever. So you know what I say, screw your rules, screw all this stuff. I'm gonna create my own, gather a team and build it better. That's how I feel, and I have done that time and time, and time take again. Take over your team? No, I'm not going to take over your team. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like make it to where you have to join the greater team for the greater good, mm. right? You don't agree with that? You don't, you don't believe me on that? You feel uncomfortable about that?
0: You're gonna make someone unhappy, and then I can't deal with that. <laughs> right back to where we started, and let's leave it there. I'm gonna get better I promise someday I'll get better with my guilt complex but until then um, I'll get to it eventually right Oh gosh oh, now procrastination jokes
1: Well same here it, this has been a great talk. I feel like this has been on our docket for a little bit. I'm glad that we finally broke the habit of procrastination and did this episode. And I'm excited about the next one I want to talk more about education for the next episode you know talking Let's about do it. our views on it like what I feel like what we want Henry to experience.
0: Oh, yeah. And, um, Cause he's eight months old.
1: <sighs> yes, Courtney. It's good to plan, right?
0: Let's plan everything Don't procrastinate out. that. Let's do it.
1: Okay, guys. We'll see you in the next one.
0: This is John and Courtney with Act Natural. And we will talk to you guys again later.
1: Bye.